Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and tonight I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how goes? It's going good, Henry. It's a nice day out in the Bay Area. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, it was a nice day, and the weather's been pretty good lately. Not yeah. uh, your typical January weather. No, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, today is January 28th, 2019, and we're going to be talking some Marvel Netflix, something uh, you and I love. We've seen it all, Mm -hmm. yes, including Punisher Season 2. In fact, today's episode, we were originally intending on a full recap, uh, but we're going to hold off on that, Uh, so the next episode, Rainier and I are going to recap. And instead for tonight, we're going to do a little ranking. So as we often do, we're going to rank our respective lists. And tonight we're going to rank every Marvel Netflix season to date. Uh, So we're talking 12 seasons. It's a lot of television, you know, um, but we're going to go through it all. And, uh, yep, like I said, we we have both seen them all, and we're going to go through it. So, yeah, we will do that. <laughs> but first, uh, just a little bit of news. There wasn't a whole lot of news, so we're just going to... We're just going to go over one story real quick. I thought this was really cool. Just the other night, this was Sunday night, last night, uh, the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Award show, uh, the film Black Panther won the award of the night, the best ensemble performance. Uh, so pretty awesome to hear about this, right? Uh, any thoughts on this award, Perferio? I mean, I think it speaks volume to the type of movies that people want to see. Um, you know, there's that superhero trend that everybody's been talking about for years, but I guess, like, it's more cooler, or it's cooler that there's a lot more, like, representation now within movies. Yeah. And Black Panther's, like, a big example of it. And then next month, we're going to, or in two months, we're going to get... Captain Marvel on the big screen. So, again, more representation. So, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. That these superhero movies are getting, like, the recognition that they kind of deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you know, I mean, we've talked about this movie a lot, but it is a very special movie, and it has made some changes, you know? Things are happening, I think, you know, when it came out and a lot of people were watching it, a lot of people were talking about it, a lot of people were loving it, um, there was a sense of, well, that's this is great and all, but will it really lead to any changes? And I think we really are seeing changes happening. We, we, we've been talking about upcoming film releases. You talked about Captain Marvel, uh, award shows, you know, things 
do seem to be changing. And, um, you know, I don't think Black Panther is responsible for all of it, but uh, certainly a big chunk of it. You know, I think this film is a phenomenon in many ways. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome to see. And, yeah, absolutely, this is a very special movie. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, this single news story for this episode is Marvel, and the theme of the episode is Marvel also, because we're Marvel super fans, <laughs> right, Porfirio? Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe we talk about Marvel too much, but uh, I think uh, it's, it's uh, a genuine interest <laughs> for her, the two of us, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> all Marvel, all day. Mm -hmm. So let's get right to it, man. Marvel, Netflix. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this, do this yet because it is possible that the very next Marvel, Netflix season, Jessica Jones season three, might be the final Marvel, Netflix season. Um, and it'd be kind of silly if we did this big recap right before the last one, but that's not for sure. We don't know that, right? Punisher hasn't been canceled yet. Jessica Jones hasn't been canceled yet. Uh, we don't know if uh, it, it is indeed the end of Marvel Netflix after Jessica Jones, right? Mm -hmm. um, so before we get into our rankings, maybe we can talk about that a, li a little bit. You know, where are we at right now? Like, what's your feeling in terms of Marvel on Netflix? What's the state of Marvel on Netflix? What do you think? Um, I think, for honestly, I think it's only a matter of time before I think Punisher kind of gets canceled. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think I told you one time that I was surprised Punisher got renewed for a second season. I remember that. Because uh, I, I, I think there's only so much you could do with the Punisher character. And if they get renewed for the third season, that would be shocking because, one, that would be the first Netflix TV show that gets renewed since the past ones have all been canceled. Right. Yeah, you're right. The only um, Punisher season two and Jessica Jones season three um, before uh, Punisher season two came out, those are the only two seasons we know were going to happen. And really, because they were already produced you know they already shot him right mm -hmm. uh so it does seem like that's the end of the line but yeah pl please go ahead and continue uh, and yeah i'll just be surprised if that gets passed and jessica jones um yeah again i don't see being a big shocker if it gets canceled right after it airs after like a couple days <laughs> yeah yeah um i totally agree i agree with both sentiments mm-hmm but I feel like we haven't seen the last of these characters, whether or not they'll be replaced by other actors or actresses for future Marvel projects. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I still think that there's like more projects planned for maybe Marvel Netflix shows or maybe Marvel Studios is going to pair up with Disney for their Disney Plus service. Because, oh yeah, we are getting some Disney Plus TV shows coming out. Yeah, yeah. That's certainly something to consider yeah. in the conversation as well. 
But yeah, the the whole Disney Plus thing. For a while, it was like the hope that these canceled shows would continue on there, but it seems like more and more that's not going to happen. You know, I think the sentiment is they won't continue on on Disney Plus, and a big part of it is because it's Disney. You know, Disney historically has been family oriented com. Content, right?、Mm-hmm. And these Marvel Netflix shows are very extreme. You know, we're going to talk about Punisher season two a bit, but it was a very <laughs> violent show. You know,、uh, so I don't know, man. Like, I I agree with you that I don't think these characters are going to continue on after Jessica Jones season three. I do think Punisher and Jessica Jones are going to be canceled、mm-hmm. probably pretty soon.、Mm-hmm. Um, that's an interesting comment you made about the potential for other Marvel Netflix stuff, because I think there is that possibility as well. You know, there were rumors previously of other Marvel characters getting Netflix shows. I believe Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Man Man Thing, Man Thing, Man Thing, yeah, Man-Thing, Blade, and Blade, yeah. They the, they were mentioned, right?、Mm-hmm. And it seemed like. They were a good fit for Netflix, you know,、mm-hmm. kind of more edgy type characters and、uh, adult-oriented storylines, that sort of thing.、Um, yeah, you know, I think that's a possibility.、Um, who knows?、Uh, but for now, you know, I was really pretty optimistic before when. They announced the cancellations for Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. I was kind of like, ah, don't worry. These shows are so successful that they're gonna continue on somewhere. Now I'm a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're definitely gone from Netflix, right?、Um, the thinking I had earlier was, oh, they'll probably live on somewhere else, whether it was Disney Plus or Hulu or Whatever you know, now I don't know. It's really in limbo. You know, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. It's all a shame, man, because I really love this universe, and we're gonna talk about it. You know, we have a lot of seasons to get through, but there's a reason why you and I watched every minute of every season of all of these shows. You know, they were great. You know,、yeah. they were really great.、Uh, I mean, you know, to varying degrees. We'll get into some. Uh, the seasons we didn't like as much, but overall I thought they were they were great, and、uh, it's really unfortunate. You know, I, I looked at these shows as the the、uh, you know the violent slash edgy slash adult equivalent TV equivalent to the MCU. You know, I I consider them like high quality. You know, of that quality. You know, so. Yeah, it's kind of sad,、um, and it's sort of, sort of tough right now because there is so much uncertainty. We don't know where things stand and where we're going with all this.、Um, but、uh, for now, we can look back and enjoy the memories and kind of talk about what we loved about、uh, these shows and get into a little bit about maybe what we didn't like so much and kind of reminisce. And、um, and before we move ahead,
uh, as we often do. Spoiler alert. Um, we're going to get into plot points and whatnot. Oftentimes we start spoiler free and then we go into spoiler territory. We're just going to go into spoiler territory right now. So um, all 12 seasons are fair game. So watch out. Okay. Um, let's get into it. So we can mm-hmm. start with our our rankings. Yeah. Uh, you want to start, Perfurio? Why don't you start from your best to worst? Okay. So my rankings, best to worst. Number one, it is Daredevil season two, followed by season three of Daredevil, and then season one of Daredevil. The number four, Defenders. Then Luke Cage season one. Jessica Jones season two. Luke Cage Season 2, at number 8, Punisher Season 2, Jessica Jones Season 1, Iron Fist Season 2, and then the bottom two, at number 11, Punisher Season 1, and number 12, the very worst one that I did not enjoy at all, Iron Fist Season 1. Okay, so there's your take. I'll just go right into mine now. Okay. Okay. So number one, Daredevil season three. Number two, Iron Fist season one. That's not a typo, (laughs) (laughs) FYI. Uh, We'll talk about it. Uh, Number three, Punisher season one. Number four, Daredevil season two. Number five, Jessica Jones season two. Number six, The Defenders. Number seven, Punisher season two. Number eight, Luke Cage season two. Number nine, Luke Cage season one. Number 10, Daredevil Season 1. Number 11, Jessica Jones Season 1. And coming up in the final slot, Iron Fist Season 2. Okay, so, um, you know, good amount to talk about here. Uh, I think overall, I think, uh, you know, we do really love these shows. I mean, is that accurate? I'm saying I really love these shows, but what about you, Perfrio? Just overall, overall, generally speaking, what are your your thoughts on Marvel Netflix? I mean, I love it. I could easily once they come out. I stop. I put every other show I'm watching on Netflix on hold, so just so I could watch, binge watch the Marvel Netflix shows. Cool, cool. Now, um, we kind of did this with other rankings but do you have a line on your list where you're like well here's my ranking but is there a point where you you can say well these seasons i give a thumbs up to and these seasons i give a thumbs down to is there a point where you're like um your, your last few maybe where you're just like nah i don't i don't like those um yeah i think the top Five, I could easily re- rewatch a second time without being bored. Okay. And then from number six, from Jessica Jones season two to number 10, Iron Fist season two, they're decent. You would uh, still like recommend them, uh, give them a thumbs up. Uh-huh. I'll still be like, yeah, check it out, watch it if you have time. And then I bought them to Punisher season one and Iron Fist season one. I could just. Totally, without guilt, be like, they sucked. You could do without them. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about those in particular. Those are the most divisive seasons, clearly. 
Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you in terms of my my breakdown because I do have like the great, the good, and the bad. Um, so my top five, yeah, similar to you, your top five, my top five. That's where I would say these are legit great television seasons. Uh, definitely um, worthy of rewatching. And then six through nine, I would say they're good. I would give them a thumbs up. I wouldn't say great. I would say good. But still a recommendation. And I would say the bottom three, I would I could kind of do without. Uh, those include Daredevil Season 1, Jessica Jones Season 1, and Iron Fist Season 2. Okay. So, yeah, the most. let's talk about the most glaring discrepancy here. <laughs> and that is clearly... Punisher Season 1 and Iron Fist Season 1. Um, you have those two as your lowest, mm-hmm. your least favorite. And you just said it. Those are two seasons you could do without. Yeah. You give them a thumbs down. Those two are among my my favorite. I mean, top of the list. Two and three. Iron Fist Season 1 is my number two. And Punisher Season 1 is my season three. Uh, is my... Uh, <laughs> number three. Number three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I almost think we don't need to talk about Iron Fist season one too much because, uh, there's been a lot said about it. And I know what you've told me is very similar to the hate that it's gotten in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, a lot of people have talked shit about Iron Fist season one and to, an extent, I get it. Um, I've always stood with my opinion that I loved it, you know. Um, let the haters hate kind of opinion, you know. I really dug it, you know, and, and maybe it's just a unique opinion. The mixture of martial arts and superheroes just really spoke to me, and um, I liked how it it was kind of in line with, classic kung fu movies and iron fist storylines um something just really worked there Uh, so like i said i don't think we need to get too deep into it but um just so your voice is heard here um what would you say to someone like me who really loves iron fist season one like what what is your what would you say to that Uh, i mean I didn't like Iron Fist season one. Just I think the main point was, who wait, who was the villain again in season one? <laughs> you don't remember? Well, uh, there were a couple of villains. Oh yeah, there was. Um, there were like three uh-huh. villains really. There's Bakudo. There was Davos, and there was no Davos um, was more of a season two villain. Well, he was a villain on season one also, uh-huh. uh, but. Um, um, Harold Beecham was the main villain of season one. That was the dad, right? Yeah. Of, okay. Yeah. You see, I didn't remember the villains. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Um, but again, again, not no memorable villain. And number two, the biggest biggest turnoff for me season one was um, Danny always being like, "I am the Mortal Iron Fist. I am the Iron Fist," and nobody knew what the hell he was talking about everyone was so confused i was annoyed and i think by the time defenders came around like 
came out, um, the producers knew that how to correct that about Danny. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it also made me like season two better because, you know, he would always talk about like this. Um, what's the place he's from? The where he trained? Oh, it's uh, Kunlun. Yeah, Kunlun. How he always talked about it, how he fought a dragon. That would have been cool to show scenes like that in season one, but that was never shown. And then season two, they corrected it by showing that. And I think that's why I like season two a little bit better. Because there were some things that I questioned and it was answered in season two. So that was, that, that, those were the problems for me for Iron Fist. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I think your qualms are very much in line with the problems a lot of people have with the first season of Iron Fist. Um, but uh, yeah, to this day... You know, I, I'm I'm sticking with it, <laughs> and I have rewatched some of it. I, I it wasn't like I just watched the first season and I don't know was possessed by some demon or <laughs> was caught up in the moment. No, I went back rewatched some of the key action sequences and and I dig that shit, man. So I'm I'm sticking with that. You you got tattoo of Iron Fist. I do. I have an Iron <laughs> Fist tattoo, and this was after I saw Iron Fist season one. Uh-huh, so so. <laughs> if that's not proof, I don't know what is. So, uh, but maybe the more interesting conversation, to me at least, is Punisher Season 1, because I love this season mm-hmm. a lot more than Season 2. Uh, I, yeah, oh, or, oh yeah, you put it number 7, Season 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Season 1, I got third on my list, and you have it second to last. And I know we've talked about it. We did a full recap of season one but i remember when we did that recap you actually hadn't finished the season yeah and you actually hadn't finished what i consider the two best episodes uh near the end of the season there was a showdown at micro's lair where's where there's there's that huge shootout where uh frank uh basically uh, sets a trap for all those thugs right Mm -hmm. and then there's the this the the showdown between Billy Russo and Frank Castle mm-hmm. uh, at the merry-go-round, right? Um, and you hadn't you hadn't seen those yet, so I'm like, Ugh, like, it's great we can talk about this, you know, so far, but you haven't seen like the best shit. But now that you've seen it, it sounds like you still didn't really, you know, like that season a whole lot. Yeah, again, I think for me, Punisher, it was more. I mean, I don't want to say the word tamed because by far that those seasons were not tamed, but it didn't feel comic booky. Like it, it, he just seemed like he was a modern man who was had like his own agenda and everything. I think that's what season two. That's what I dug. That it was more comic booky. Like in the real world, I don't think Frank Castle would get away with half the shit he did. Like how he took out those Russian thugs and mm. he was able to heal by the end of the day and then go out and kill more <laughs> people. Yeah. And how he just kind of used everything around him as a weapon and stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, this is straight out of a comic book just to make sure that Frank Castle is like the main guy, the main superhero. Okay. Well, what you're saying, I'm getting a pretty good picture of why we're – at polar opposites here because um, it's almost similar to uh, the whole Iron Fist thing because what you 
disliked about Punisher season one is kind of why I loved it. It's because it was so realistic. It was not really like a comic book. You know, it was almost like you were watching like a real life guy, you know, Mm -hmm. what he would do and things that would really happen, you know? Um, And yeah, maybe why I was turned off a little bit on season two where you saw some more like unbelievable stuff, you know, some people going through some really brutal beatings and just getting through it somehow, you know? Um, So yeah, maybe it's uh, an aspect of that. Like I love the reality of Punisher season one and it sounds like that turned you off a bit. Um, Yeah. Like I'll, I'll go back and say that that's an aspect of this universe. I really love in general there is the realism of it, you know. When we're dealing with these characters, they're not Captain Marvel or Thor or the Hulk, you know. Um, they're more like ordinary people, mm-hmm. right? So that's where I think the realism really shines. Uh, yeah, um, you know. On the flip side, with Iron Fist season one. Um, I think maybe that's why a lot of people didn't like it because it was a little less a little less realistic. It was dealing with mystical stuff and kung fu and whatnot, but that's where it, it drew me in almost because like I'm such a fan of those classic kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I connected with it. Uh, but in general, yeah, the, the realism of these shows are a huge draw for me. Like I think that's so great. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I think that at least partially in my mind explains why. Like when I see Punisher season one so low on your list, initially I was like, what's wrong with you? But mm-hmm. I kind of get it. If you're looking for something a little more comic booky, maybe something a little more surreal, then I could see maybe being a little turned off from the first season of Punisher. I mean, that first episode is basically Frank Castle working at a construction site and dealing with these guys who are just kind of a-holes, it doesn't feel like a superhero TV show show at all, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that's where it almost hooked me. I'm like, oh, shoot, they're going for this Uh ultra-realism thing, you know? Yeah. Without going too much detail into it, is that why you didn't like, or is that why you didn't rank Punisher Season 2 as high? Um, So I don't have it super high. I have it number seven. Yeah. Um, certainly, as I was saying earlier, a thumbs up. I liked it. Didn't love it though. And I would say not so much because it was like super surreal, super comic booky. I, I felt like Punisher season two still had the roots of realism. Absolutely. You know, it had a lot of the themes that season one was dealing with. Um, but in a way, maybe that's why it turned me off a bit. It was almost like season one, but like just a, a poor man's season one. Like it mm-hmm. didn't bring a whole lot so to the table it was, to me. It was like recycled material. A little bit, you know, like season one ended on this awesome showdown between Frank Castle and Billy Russo. You know, they got guns blazing. They're at the merry-go-round where Castle's family was killed, you know, brothers in combat going at each other one but had betrayed the other 
and it was a showdown for the ages. Great action, great drama, great emotion. And, you know, season two dealt a lot with Frank going back at Billy Russo, right? Um, but I felt like, you know, like, it's just dealing with familiar territory. Like, I, I saw the, the Punisher jigsaw showdown I wanted to see in season one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, if they had leveled up in season two and gave me some amazing action that was, like, on par with or surpassed season one, that'd be another thing. But I felt like that never really happened, you know? Um, to me, yeah, Punisher season two, to me, was a poor man's Punisher season one. That's how I view it. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't bring anything terribly new and fresh, and it was just kind of the same thing but not done quite as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's my take. It looks like you had Punisher season two around the same area. You have it at number eight. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Why is it uh, where it's at? Well, um, I I think the biggest reason why I did it is because there's more mystery, more storyline within this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. You know, there's kind of like two storylines going on even for Frank Castle. One, there's that fight against Billy. And two, there was that fight against, um, what's his name? Pilgrim. Yeah. And the Pilgrim storyline really interested me. I okay. wish they focused on that more than Billy because, like you said, we already had that Billy storyline. Yeah. Um, but I was hooked on this storyline of mystery. And I, and this was actually one of the shows because I told you, like, I didn't finish Punisher season one by the time we did our recording because I was kind of yeah. like turned off by it. Yeah. But season two, I was like, okay, let's watch one more episode, one more episode. Oh, like, okay. Let's, um, I want to know what's going to happen next and everything. So I was more driven by the storyline that was going on, trying to, I was really interested by the whole mystery behind the Pilgrim villain. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I will agree there was an aspect of mystery particularly earlier in the season you know with uh, the little girl mm-hmm. um she was very mysterious in the beginning you didn't know her motivations you didn't know why she was in the predicament she was in and it wasn't until later you found out exactly what the heck was going on with her right mm-hmm. I, I i agree i found that to be pretty compelling um but that was kind of just earlier on later in the season you kind of knew what was going on, and I was kind of like, all right, let's get into the showcase action, because Punisher season one was kind of a slow burn until the end, and then they brought some amazing action sequences, Um, so that's kind of what I was hoping for, but to me, I didn't really get the action scenes I really wanted from Punisher season two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so let's pause there, because we're going to do a full recap on Punisher season two. Mm-hmm. So let's not talk about it too more, too much more here and uh, get into some of the other stuff here. We haven't talked about daredevil daredevil. Okay. So, I mean, the most obvious thing on your list is your love for daredevil oh because <laughs> you got all three seasons of daredevil 
one, two, three, and then you got defenders as your fourth, the only other thing that Daredevil's in, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about your love for Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil, I love the character. Um, the writing was amazing. The music's amazing. The supporting characters are a perfect balance for Daredevil. Um, you know, it's funny because I say I bash Punisher in its seasons, but that's mm-hmm. the reason why I place Daredevil season two number one is because of the introduction of the Punisher and Elektra. Uh, uh-huh. It's um, it's a first. You don't know who the Punisher is. You don't know who Elektra is. There's so much mystery behind them, and then they just they're Matt's other half, and it makes it even more. There's a lot of action to be shown. There's it brings the characters um, a well balanced development in the storyline. Uh, the Kingpin, he's the best villain that Marvel has to offer. Like better than Loki, better than Killmonger. Better oh, than you're Thanos. taking it to the whole MCU yeah, and other I, Marvel movies. I love and Kingpin. Whoa, as okay, villain. wow. Um, and then yeah, I mean. The whole Daredevil series, I love, love, love to death. And then, yeah, again, yeah, you pointed out Defenders. The only reason I got number four was, I mean, not only is it like a team up of all the Defenders, but Daredevil's in it, and he makes it cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, too, loved Daredevil season two and three. Season three is my number one on the list. Loved it. And we talked a lot about that, but oh, what a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. Daredevil season two is awesome too. Daredevil season one, I have very low. It's number 10. Um, and this is the first Marvel Netflix show, right? Um, so my love for this universe almost didn't happen because I watched that first season and I was very lukewarm. I'm like, eh, you know, these shows generally are a little bit slow you know um the typical season is 13 episodes it's Mm -hmm. quite a bit of television you know um so you can't go in and be like all right let's see let's see uh some incredible action like right away right Mm -hmm. they have to spread it out you know these are drama series more than they are actions showcases right um so i think i felt with daredevil season one i was just kind of waiting and waiting and it's like oh the more dialogue scenes the more lawyer speak you know (laughs) and i was just kind of bored you know um you know there were there were some cool action scenes no question um but i i did find myself thirsting for more you know there was a lot of talk about that one hallway fight you know yeah um definitely cool i don't think i was quite as as gung-ho about that scene as a lot of people um but hey no no question is cool um i think they outdid that scene in daredevil season three by the way in in the prison um i'll just say that uh but yeah daredevil season one didn't really hook me and um I don't want to say like I was close to just being like I'm not watching this stuff, um, but it it was definitely in the realm of possibility that that would have been it for me. Mm-hmm. What a shame that would have been, right? Um, but I didn't watch Jessica Jones season one when it came out. 
I just flat out didn't watch it. I'm like, I don't know who this character is. I didn't really love Daredevil season one. I don't need to watch this, right? And it really wasn't until um, Daredevil season two that I was like, holy shit, like this is, I got to keep my eyes on this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I was blown away. I was totally blown away. Um, And uh, yeah, you know what? If the Punisher and Elektra weren't in that season, I might not have even give gave it a chance, you know, because like I said, I, I wasn't really hot on season one. So like, why should I watch season two? But then I heard, oh, Punisher and Elektra are in this. Okay, let, let's give it a try. I loved it. Um, you mentioned it yourself. Like that was a big part of your love for that season, right? Mm-hmm. Those two characters. Same here. They they were phenomenal, you know. Um, John Barenthal really showed that he was born to play the Punisher and Elodie Young was outstanding as uh, as Electra. You know, um, that's another thing. You know, with Daredevil season one, um, it was very white. I mean, let's be honest. You know, the, the key characters were who? Matt Murdock, Karen Page, Foggy Nelson, mm-hmm. and Wilson Fisk, right? They just happened to be white people, <laughs> right? It just felt very white. It was very white. Um, the addition of a woman of a color in Elodie Young playing Elektra, who in the comics is also white, um, even more reason for me to check this out. And um, I was super stoked by her portrayal. I thought Elektra was outstanding in that season. Punisher was awesome. And it was cool that Daredevil, I don't want to say he took a back seat to these characters, but it's cool that he shared this screen with them. And... Um, I kind of loved him more when he became a little bit less of a focal point. Um, yeah, Daredevil season two was was great, and um, I, I don't I don't even talk about season three. I mean, season three season three is a, a fucking grand slam. It, it is so good. It is television at its finest. Okay, so yeah, a, a lot of great things with the Daredevil character. Um, in this universe, uh, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to com- comment on, I'm kind of ranting here, but um, Defenders, you know, we both have Defenders ranked pretty high here. You have it at number four. Mm-hmm. I have it at number six. So uh, people I've talked to about Defenders might be a little surprised because I've always kind of given it the lukewarm response, like, oh, it was okay, but it could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stick to that. Like, I think it could have been so awesome. You know, the potential was there and it just didn't reach its potential, I feel. But even that said, I think it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm going to stick with this, uh, this ranking number six, you know, um, I thought it was fun. And uh, the interactions were, were very cool. We, we get to see the first time Luke Cage meets Danny Rand. We get to see Elektra versus Iron Fist. We get to see all four defenders taking on the hand. Um, you know, we saw Daredevil versus Iron Fist. I mean, there's all this cool shit that happened in the season. Um, overall, you know, the eight-episode season maybe fell short of expectation a bit. But 
just look at those little moments. The moments really made the season, I think. And, um, you know, I look at this list and I was thinking, oh, what would I want to rewatch the most? This is up there. You know, this is definitely up there uh, because it has everyone in it and everyone's fighting side by side. And um, I think it, I think there was a lot of fun to be had here. What are your thoughts on Defenders? I it's like seemed like yours. Like it could have been so much better. Um, it's a lukewarm, good, positive response. I think yeah. what I liked about Defenders is the return of so many familiar faces. Mm-hmm. You know, because by the time Defenders came out, you're kind of like fresh off Iron Fist. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's been a while since I had seen like the other characters. Yeah. So it's cool, like, seeing the other characters besides, like, the four main defenders, um, but other characters, like, interact with each other. Yeah. Like, Foggy interacting with um, Jessica Jones's lawyer friend. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And what's her name? Um, Iron Fist's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, Colleen Wing. Colleen Wing, yep. Um, interacting with Misty Knight. And yeah. them interacting all with um, what's the nurse? The nurse, what's oh, Claire? Yeah. Claire, Claire, yeah. Uh, Claire just kind of introducing them all together, like it's the missing link to yeah. connecting all the defenders together. Yeah, and, it's cool. Everyone is in this show. Uh-huh. So it was cool seeing them all again. Yeah, just yeah. N- just not ju- and not just the defenders, but also like the supporting cast and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed with Sigourney Weaver being the villain because when the trailer came out, I was hell excited. Right. But she was kind of disappointing as a character. It was like her main motive was she was dying. She had cancer, and she wanted to use the power of the hand to kind of give her immortality. Yeah. And yeah. I thought she was going to totally be like a gangster mob head, like trying to take them out or something because mm-hmm. she's trying to like rule new york like how um what's that villain from luke cage what's her name uh oh yeah uh, mariah mariah yeah yeah um, how she wanted to do that i thought yeah. it was gonna be a similar motive right so that was kind of a disappointment but i mean she was still cool yeah i, yeah. I said we were an amazing actress um but despite defenders not getting a second season i'm okay with that it's not something i would have expected because the first season didn't blow didn't blow me out of the nothing surprising happened it was just a good entertainment like you said yeah yeah um yeah you know it kind of highlights how tricky it is to do these team-ups and um yeah you look at that first avengers movie from Joss Whedon, like the more you look back on that movie, you realize what an achievement it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's so difficult to to have these huge solo character uh, solo character team up projects, right? And you're balancing screen time and storylines. It's, it's just it's just so tricky. And yeah, you know the expectation was. When Defenders came out, that this was the TV equivalent of Avengers, right? And I was so excited, you know. Um, 
but uh, it's there's just some there's just like a bit of magic there. It's this intangible thing, and uh, you know, talk smack about Whedon all you want, but he did something really special with that Avengers movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you look at a movie like Justice League, and you just realize it is very difficult to to do these combo things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah, as it was, uh, Defenders was fun, but. Um, yeah, nothing too groundbreaking, like you've been saying, right? Yeah. Nah, let's see. So we haven't talked about Jessica Jones that much. Yeah, not at all, really. Um, so let's see. I have season two at number five and season one quite low at 11. You have Jessica Jones season two at number six and Jessica Jones season one at number nine. So we could both agree that season two was better than season one yeah and this is interesting because i think the consensus is that jessica jones season one was superior i think that's the majority opinion and it's kind of cool that we both uh enjoyed season two more um maybe you can talk me through about your thoughts on on why you have season two higher um season two i think i have higher just because i was more familiar with Jessica Jones by this time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like this like reoccurring theme about like just like woman empowerment with Jessica Jones. There's like so many Easter eggs. And I believe Jessica Jones was also the first um Netflix show that was made after the Defenders team up, right? Ooh, I can't remember. I think you're right. I think you are right. And so I think it was really interesting to how netflix was gonna what direction netflix was gonna write after that team up like how was how is that team up gonna affect the the solo series for every other defenders character and Mm -hmm. jessica jones was the way it was written was really well done like she was like okay i had interactions with daredevil and luke cage and so this is from that experience like this is how it kind of shaped me you know mm-hmm. and this is how i'm going to continue doing my own thing yeah um and season one i was like on the same boat like you like i didn't know who jessica jones was so i wasn't that invested and it was again a totally forgettable show for me the only thing that stood out was the villain um which was the only reason the villain stood out was because he was a Doctor Who. <laughs> right. You're uh, talking about Kilgrave, the purple yeah, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. But other than that, like, I was, I totally forgot about it. I remember when I first started watching season two, I accidentally started season one. Uh-huh. And I didn't know it was the first episode of season one until I saw Luke Cage. I was like, oh, Luke Cage is going to season two again? <laughs> yeah. And then I, like, checked. I was like, oh, shit, I'm watching season one again. <laughs> skip skip this let's go to season two yeah okay so my take on jessica jones yeah you know with season one i wonder you know it might have been a little too dark for me it dealt with a lot of dark and heavy subject matter you know i mean we're talking rape and and just uh the Kilgrave character had 
done some really horrific things to not only Jessica, but to other women, you know. Uh, so it's heavy, you know. I think maybe that was a big reason why I like season two more. Season two was a little lighter, you know. Um, we got to see a very snarky Jessica Jones, and I think um, that's some stuff that I really like to see. You know, she's wisecracking. I, I liked her a lot in the Defender season where she's just kind of making fun of everyone else, you know? Yeah. Um, I like to see that. And there was more of that in her second season where she's, she's just being sarcastic all the time. That's great. Um, and uh, you mentioned Kilgrave in season one. I actually had a lot of problems with that character. Not so much David Tennant's performance. He was great. But the writing of that character is very flawed like there were all these logic errors you know I, I couldn't keep straight his powers I, I think they really dropped the ball in terms of the character writing um, I couldn't make heads or tails of what exactly he could do what he couldn't do could you wear earmuffs to avoid uh, uh, having to bend to his will or was it like particles coming out of his mouth that controlled you? I, I you know, to this day, I have no idea like how what his powers, powers yeah, how, how his powers work, you know? Um, that drove me crazy. It, it just, it drove me nuts. I, I couldn't get past that, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that, that really kind of took me away. Um, I think Kristen Ritter from Jessica Jones season one, Jessica Jones season two, Two Defenders is, is great. She was born to play this role. Um, she's she's always good as Jessica Jones. You know, whether it's her darker moments or it's lighter moments, she's great. I, I don't have any bad stuff to say about her. She's so good in this role. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think there's also the factor too that uh, this character is kind of an unknown to us. You know. Um, it's cool to to discover new characters and stuff, but it's nice to have the familiarity, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I've read comics featuring Daredevil, Luke Cage, The Punisher, and Iron Fist previous to watching any of this stuff. So that was kind of built in. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm a Marvel fan. I know these guys. I'm down. But with Jessica Jones, it's sort of like, like who is this? Uh, and, like, she doesn't have a costume. Like, yeah. what the heck, man? So, um maybe didn't entirely get over that hump. And even with the uh, season three of Jessica Jones, I'm still a little bit like, oh, I'll watch it, but it's not like it's like something I'm really juiced about. You know what I mean? I'm curious, because I know like with other Netflix, other comic book characters like Iron Fist and Bullseye, you've like gone out and buy comics you know more about the character have you ever read a jessica jones comic i have i have i've re i've read a uh, a good amount of of comics you know written by uh her creator brian michael bendis mm -hmm. and uh the comics are cool dude they're very much in line with this universe you know this universe all of these characters have had comics runs that are dark and edgy and not for kids. Yeah. You know? And uh, Jessica Jones is absolutely in that camp. And in fact, unlike characters like Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and yes, Daredevil, 
um, she was always like that. From day one, it was adult content. You know, when Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage first came out, it was more of a general audience, right? I think The Punisher has always been pretty extreme. It's his solo stuff, at least. When he yeah. first appeared in, in Spider-Man stuff, he wasn't as an extreme... He wasn't as uh, an extreme character that we see in, in the shows and stuff. Um, but in his solo stuff, he's always been, yeah, adult-type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Jessica Jones comics have always been adult-oriented. And there's some really cool stuff in there, you know. Um, yeah, I have read Jessica Jones comics, and, and they're, they're cool. They're almost like kind of like what we're saying. Um, like, you're not super down with Punisher on TV because it doesn't feel comic booky enough for yeah. you. I kind of feel like Jessica Jones in comics isn't comic booky enough. It's like it's very like hard hitting and realistic, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like, you know, like I, I want to see some superheroes and superhero costumes and, and uh, kung fu fights and shit like that in, mm-hmm. in my comics a lot of the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's why I haven't read like a ton of Jessica Jones. But, yeah, certainly I've read a good amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one note before we move on, uh, you know, it's funny how you said that Jessica Jones was, um, a character or season one, you totally kind of come avoided because of Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Daredevil season one, I remember I watched, I woke up, I put my alarm at like six in the morning so I could watch it yeah because that was the first netflix show that came out Mm -hmm. i didn't know how this was going to play out but i remember what i was like okay i'm gonna set up my alarm for 6 a.m i'm gonna watch this all day and then i just remember being blown away by daredevil season one and then i was like okay if this is the type of content marvel can make on their netflix platform um i don't know who jessica jones is but i'm totally game and so let's do this Nice. So unlike me, you had faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch Jessica Jones season two until like way after the fact. I or think season I, one. Uh, so yeah, I, didn't, <laughs> I hadn't watched season one until uh, way after the fact. I think I didn't watch it until after Daredevil season two, Luke Cage season one, and Iron Fist season one. It was like way later. Oh, wow. Yeah. And again, I didn't really enjoy it. But uh, Jessica Jones season two, I liked a lot mm-hmm. for sure. And now there is also the last defender, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, yeah, we haven't talked about Luke Cage at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both of us have it very similar, uh, similar, a little on the lower side. You have Luke Cage season one pretty high up though, at number five. Yeah. Um, tell us what uh, you liked about that. I think what I liked about Luke Cage is similar to how we were saying like about Black Panther. It's very kind of like there's a lot of cultural impact that it had um you know because luke cage is in the luke cage series takes place in harlem and there's definitely like a lot of like issues that get brought up for um black people of whether being like being shot at um living in poverty and having to do stuff on the streets yeah and just being like racially profiled and stuff and i feel mm-hmm. like luke cage really kind of addressed that on a street level yeah that's yeah. something that um you know black panther didn't talk about you know yeah it was more like of a royal 
classes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But right. Luke Cage t- touches upon it for everyday people. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And then the music was off the hook. Yeah. The the hip hop beats and everything. Mm-hmm. And the villain. Like I in every ranking or every review I do, I have to talk about the villain. And Cottonmouth was freaking amazing <laughs> as a villain. It was such disappointment that they killed him off like halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, but he was an amazing villain for season one. And in season two, I was really looking forward to it, but I felt like all the stuff that Luke Cage, I liked about Luke Cage in season one was kind of like recycled in okay. season two. And I think that's what, I think that's like how I'm feeling about Luke Cage is how you felt about Punisher. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid takes, man. Um, I would argue though, that as great as Maharshal Ali was as Cottonmouth in season one, yes, he was killed well before the end of the season, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that that was a big drawback of that season for me. It was, totally was. Right? Like, uh-huh. Yeah, certainly a reason I liked season two more. Um, not the only reason, but certainly a reason. Because mm-hmm. um, what's the yeah. other villain in season one, Diamondback? Diamondback. Yeah, he was. Oh, he wasn't a good villain to carry bad. on. Oh, <laughs> caught him out. So corny, dude. Yeah. Um. Uh, but just going back to what you've been, what you were saying earlier, um, I almost feel bad. I have both of these seasons a little lower. I have them at eight and nine. Um. Hell yeah, this show is great for representation. Um. I mean, there are a lot of black actors in this show. And it's uh, it's quite a landmark. It's definitely a, a victory on that front. And yeah, it's representation in a different way from Black Panther, mm-hmm. right? I would argue that Black Panther did have um, a, a street vibe to it with the Killmonger character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really see it here. I mean, all throughout, you know, rather than, you know, two, two and a half hour movie, you see it for 26 episodes. I mean, you see black folks all over the place in different kind of roles and um, yeah, a lot of great performances too. Uh, So I mean, that has to be stated. And yes, the music is awesome. The music is so good. And you mentioned the hip hop. There are some great hip hop beats throughout both seasons, but there's a that's not it. You know, there's soul and jazz, and you just get this this rich musical experience yeah. throughout. Like every scene that when you go into the club, it yeah. plays a song that kind of sets up the mood and atmosphere of what you're yeah. going to watch. Yeah. Whether it be like something fast or something like slow to kind of just get you in the mood. Like you said, yeah. like a very like jazzy heart soulful kind of um song draws you in Mm -hmm. yeah um i wanted to talk about um why i liked season two a little bit more than season one um i thought the villain in season two was really great the bushmaster Mm -hmm. um he felt like he was a match to luke cage like we hadn't really seen that before right 
Um, like we were saying, Diamondback is hella cheesy, and he did hold his own for a bit against Luke Cage, but yeah, that whole season, I never felt like anyone was Luke Cage's match, and you know, that takes away from a lot of narrative tension. You know, if you've got a guy who's invincible, he's taking on street criminals, and then they have no superpowers. They just got guns, and guess what? Guns have absolutely no effect on Luke Cage. So, like, what, what's, like, what am I worried about here? I'm not worried about anything, right? Uh, so that was a big sore spot for season one. Season two at least had bushmaster right he could actually beat up luke cage mm -hmm. that was cool someone who actually uh, could could uh, fight him and he could even kill him you know mm -hmm. um so that was good to see um but that whole overlying thing of the invincible man in this very realistic world um i think that kind of was a drawback for me maybe why ultimately i'm ranking luke cage both seasons lower because you know we're 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 dealing with a world where it's very realistic you know when matt murdoch and frank castle fight crime they're putting their lives on the line you know we often see these two characters beaten all the hell right i mean punisher season two frank castle goes through the mill Oh my God, he gets beat up like crazy, oh almost gets God. killed on multiple occasions. So he's... many times, that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, he's, he, he, there's so much blood. He, he's like, he gets shot in the butt real early in the season. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, the, but I love it. You know, it's great. You know, there's the, these guys are in danger, but like Luke Cage never has that, right? He's bulletproof, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's something a little lacking there, right? You know, even with other characters, like Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, like they're not invulnerable. Uh, so there's always like some tension there, you know. Uh, they could die. They're putting their lives on the line. Uh, Luke Cage, not so much, right? Mm -hmm. Not so much. All right, so I think we're getting close to wrap up time. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts on our rankings here? Mm, not so much. I mean, it's just, it's kind of, gonna be sad to see if we're not gonna get any more of these shows just just because i was always looking forward to these netflix shows yeah it was always something i was looking forward to um even freaking iron fist i gave that season second season a chance and you enjoyed it i did <laughs> All right, i remember that uh-huh but it's gonna be kind of sad if these are done you know yeah i i it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's going to be sad. If other characters are created, it, it'll be fun. It'll be definitely be like, okay, you take away my ice cream by replacing it with another ice cream. I yeah. guess it's it's not the same, but I guess it'll do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I'm going to miss these shows. Like, just looking back, you know, we, we just... Uh, we wrote our rankings on a whiteboard here and just looking at it and it makes me sad, man, because I look at these and I remember the excitement, uh -huh. you know, when, when they dropped on Netflix, every single episode of the season. And quite often I would binge them, you know, yeah, same. like mm -hmm. so many of these seasons we just rattled off. So many of these, I watched them the weekend of, you know, I just burned through them and like, I was just, just like craving more, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I gotta watch more, come on, you know? And um, 
And even the stuff that ultimately wasn't as good, I would sometimes be like that anyway. I'd be like, well, I was all right, but like, oh, let me just keep watching. Maybe it'll get yeah, better, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I just, the, the excitement was there, you know? And it was just so great. And I think I stated this before, but in a lot of ways, some of these shows elevated above Marvel Studios movies. I'm going to say it outright, you know, some of this shit, like, you don't see in the MCU. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about, like, the Punisher taking a beating. The realism. The realism is there. Like, Matt Murdock is just, like, he goes through hell, you know, and he is ble- beaten to a pulp. He is, he is beaten within an inch of his life, you know, and, and you don't see this. You know, you don't, you don't see this in the movies, right? It's not as extreme. And, um... Yeah, you don't see, like, Thor bleed or... Um, you know, someone else almost dying. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, there is death. And with Infinity War, finally, Marvel Studios really anteed up and killed some characters. Um, but the brutality isn't there, you know. Um, these shows are a hard R rating, you know. And um, and they, they use it throughout. Like, there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of blood. And... Um, they went for it, man. Like, these shows didn't hold back. And maybe, ultimately, that's why I love them. Because you could feel that no-holds-barred mentality. Like, they just went for it, man. Um, I love that. And and just to reiterate, um, I really appreciate when we see our heroes getting really beat down. Like, it's super uninteresting to me to watch an action movie where the hero is, like, untouched. Like, I want to see him go through the mill. I want to see him beaten within an inch of his life, and he has to figure out how to win, how to get out of this situation. And so often with these heroes, I think maybe Daredevil more than anyone, but these heroes go through those situations, right? It's really awesome to see. And, um, you know, I talked about how these shows are are like dramas more than they are action pieces. Um, you know, it really is the case. Like, they're, they're human drama stories, like stories of survival and, and just getting through the worst situations you could imagine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so hallelujah to Marvel Netflix. It's... Uh, pretty sad to see you know this chapter coming to an end yeah right i hope like in Endgame that at least i would want to see like a cameo of the defenders or something oh man just like like a quick battle like this is like would be like my perfect marvel scene okay if like thanos had like this army that he takes to earth and all the avengers kind of scattered throughout the planets you try to take out these armies and then like you see like um where what's the army called the tachari uh chitari chitari like yeah. fighting new york in hell's kitchen and harlem and then yeah. you see like luke cage i don't know like fighting them <laughs> and or iron fist using the power of the, his fist to kill them or something like just like one quick cameo and mm-hmm. i would be completely satisfied like, I just really would want to see these characters get, like, the acknowledgement that they deserve it within the bigger MCU movie films. I totally feel you. 
And when Infinity War came out, I definitely was looking for some sort of reference, you know. Um, but at this point, I'm pretty much guaranteeing you're not going to see anything. <laughs> no. I'm like 99.999% sure that uh, you're not going to see any I mean, of this stuff, yeah. right? I mean, come on. I, it's it's a pipe dream at this point. Yeah. Um, but to your point earlier, um, this is not necessarily the end of Marvel Netflix. I don't think any of these characters are coming back, even the Punisher and Jessica Jones, who haven't officially been canceled yet. Uh, but we could see new characters arising, right? Um I would love to see a Moon Knight show. I've been reading some Moon Knight lately. Mm. I dig the character. And, you know, all this brutality we've been talking about, uh, that's in Moon Knight comics. And um, that character is perfect for this type of format. Episodic, violent, edgy, no holds barred. It would be awesome. Yeah, like all these, like all the characters we were saying earlier, like Blade, Ghost Rider, they would fit perfectly in the Marvel netflix universe oh blade also dude it it would not work in disney plus (laughs) hell no yeah dude give me a blade tv show on netflix hell yeah maybe cross it over with moon knight i mean Uh that would be awesome um but you know even with all that potential which is like who knows at this point um even with that potential it is sad that at this point you know they're not going to cross paths with the, the characters we just talked about, Daredevil yeah. and the Punisher. Like, even if <coughs> Marvel and Netflix never crossed paths with the MCU, I would be super stoked about, like, let's say, like, new shows, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, and Blade. Having those characters interact with Luke Cage and... Mm-hmm and uh, Misty Knight, and Colleen Wing, and Elektra. I mean, oh, dude, and that's all, it's done. We're not going to see that, right? It's really a shame, you know? Like, it was so exciting in Infinity War, seeing, like, the old-school MCU characters interact with the new ones, like when Captain America meets Groot. You know, something very simple like that. It was hilarious and awesome right dr strange and tony stark yeah man it's so cool and um you won't get that like old alumni meeting the new alumni type thing um i mean look there might not be any more marvel netflix period uh but we're definitely not gonna see you know the charlie cox daredevil interacting with some new marvel netflix character like uh um, blade or something right mm-hmm. and how cool would that be right yeah so um look at this point the the movies the marvel studios movies have so much clout i know kevin feige's been talking a lot about bringing all these new characters into the universe i think that's where our marvel hopes lie um but uh yeah i mean i think we should acknowledge Marvel Netflix and how great they've been and uh, how sad it is that uh, this particular chapter is coming to an end. Yep. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Kind of a downer note, but uh, let's be honest. It is mm-hmm. It is kind of sad, right? Uh, it is sad, but it's a good reflective note. So, yeah. 
if any of you guys have not watched them, just watch them. <laughs> yeah, and um, maybe take some of our top picks and rewatch them right. too. Why not? And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Porfirio and Henry. <laughs>